This is Wednesday, September the 1st. Now, as a pastor, I spend a lot of time with families whose loved ones have passed away. Oftentimes, these moments are deeply emotional. Sometimes, they're stressful as well. But one thing I've come to appreciate is the sharing that takes place, the personal, the family sharing that takes place during the memorial services. I know the person that has passed away, but I'm given a completely different perspective, someone looking from the outside in. I'm given another point of view, you might say. Now, Recently, during the memorial service celebrating my younger brother, his name is Brad, his life, his youngest son spoke about him, explaining what it was like to have him as his father. These insights were precious to me. They opened up a whole new way of seeing my brother, an area of his life I had no knowledge of. And I came to appreciate my brother even more. As we read the book of Numbers, we're given a view of Israel and of the Lord from the inside of Israel. The book is made up of the experiences and observations of Moses. But there are places where we're also given a perspective of the Lord and of Israel from the outside looking in. Here's our text for today. Numbers chapter 14, verse 13 to 14. But Moses said to the Lord, Then the Egyptians will hear of it. For you brought up this people in your might from among them, and they will tell the inhabitants of this land. They have heard that you, O Lord, are in the midst of this people. Now these are the words of Moses after the people rebel against the Lord. And the Lord pronounces a judgment on them, one that is well deserved. But Moses makes his appeal to the Lord in part based on how the Egyptians see Israel and the Exodus. Indeed, Egypt must be amazed at the success Israel had against their army. How could a slave people such as Israel have a chance against the army of Pharaoh, one of the greatest armies in the world? Now, the whole story reveals the power and majesty of the Lord. Also, the Lord freed his people in a way that revealed the weaknesses of the gods of Egypt. He showed the people that their gods were nothing. You see, we begin to see the way that Egypt and the surrounding nations view the Lord and his people. And we find hints of the reputation of the Lord and his people along the way. Do you ever wonder how people would tell your story? What does your life look like to them? Now, I don't ask this as an inducement to live up to other people's expectations. That's not the point. The point is that our lives tell a story. And hopefully, they tell the story of God's grace. Not that we are the heroes, but that God has been gracious to us. God has provided for us. Hear the words of Jesus from his Sermon on the Mount. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. That's Matthew 5, verse 15 to 16. 
Yes, God does work, does his work of saving, saving us before the watching world. Others can see the evidence of God's grace in your life. You know, sometimes people will ask me, what is the best part of being in ministry? And for me, it's seeing God work in people's lives. The evidence of God shown in the stories of people as they enjoy and live by grace. I think that's what Jesus is speaking about here. Just as the nations watched a slave people gain their freedom and watch them learn an ordered life in the wilderness, and watch them enter into the land that God had for them, there is evidence of the Lord among his people. Yes, there was food and water in the wilderness, but it was so much more than that. A nation came to be. A people were unified and given an identity. They had a mission in the world. And the surrounding nations, well, they heard about it. They could see And this is what Moses is talking about with the Lord. The nations can see God's glory in the project of forming and establishing a people against all odds in the face of overwhelming obstacles. The Lord did it. And I think that's what Jesus was saying. His words, as I said, are from this lengthy sermon. He's just given the Beatitudes. What happens when a person is transformed by grace? they begin to shine a light into the world. The life of grace flows from from them and what they do and how they live and how they love. And this power cannot be denied. It reveals the glory of God at work among a people. Now I read these passages from Numbers and also from the words of Jesus. And I wonder what people say about us. Would they say they saw this life flow through us? Is there a light shining that people can see? We're beginning to see why the gospel grew at such a rapid pace in the world. The surrounding people could see the light of the glory of the grace of God in the lives of ordinary people. People could see that it was not from our world. They saw peace, a joy, a service, a kindness, and a gentleness that really is beyond us. Let's pray. Lord God Almighty, let your kingdom come. Your will be done here on earth as it is done in heaven. Through your Holy Spirit, cause your life to flow from us to provide springs in the desert. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.